Life of Learning podcast presents How to Solve the Rubik's Cube Blindfolded. This series of episodes aims to provide tips, encouragement and resources so that you can learn to solve the Rubik's Cube blindfolded. We are doing an episode on learning to do the Rubik's Cube blindfolded. And we have a special guest, Tom Cherry, who is the world record holder for the single and the mean for three by three blind. Thanks for coming on to the podcast. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me on. Good. Three tips for anyone wanting to learn three blind and journey of doing three blind. Yeah, so I think uh, my first tip would be to kind of Start small, but uh, work your way up. So what I mean by that is when you're first starting out, it might be very difficult to even solve one or two pieces blindfolded. So if you uh, just try to memorize um, just a few pieces, put your blindfold on and do the algorithms to solve those, that's definitely a good way to start. Then eventually you'll work your way up by doing more and more pieces once you start to feel more comfortable. And you, uh, afterwards, you'll get to a point where you could probably do all of edges uh, in one go, like me- me- memorizing all the edge pieces. Uh, I mean, you can review, re- review them as many times as you want, but pretty much uh, try to really get them down and put your blindfold on and do the algorithms to solve all the edge pieces. And then you can do a very similar thing with corners where you just memorize uh, all the letters corresponding to where the pieces have to go. And um, once you're able to do edges, and separately do corners, you'll eventually get to the point where you can do the whole the whole cube um, in, in one go. So, um, I mean, by one go, I just mean like, uh, once you put your blindfold on, solve the whole cube, you don't necessarily have to like memorize everything once and not review them. Like feel like when you're starting out, feel free to review your memorization as much as you want. But um, over time, I guess this kind of is a good segue into the next tip I have, which is like how to improve your memorization over time. So before when- you carry on with that, I just want to um, say with, with that one, that's that's how I started off. And if you go on to CS Timer, there is a mode there that will um, will just do edge only solves, and there's a mode there that will do corner only solves so you know what, what what you mentioned is how i started off and then obviously you you know you build up to the whole cube and i think you can also do sighted solves i think i'd would recommend that as well yeah because uh with sighted solves you're actually seeing what's happening in front of you and if you uh like by doing that you can identify some mistakes you're making more easily and what once you once you make those mistakes you can really focus on uh preventing those mistakes from happening again so that um you'll be you'll run into less frustration down the road when trying to actually like improve at uh blindfolded solving so yeah yeah and and i would say as well um keep the scramble so if you do make a mistake when you're doing it blindfolded you could always go back and redo it and see where you went wrong yeah, for sure. Um, it's actually something I even do nowadays for whenever, whenever, whenever I'm learning new algorithms. Like I, I do like edges only or corners only type of stuff if I just really want to focus on a specific type of piece. So I, I'd say at pretty much all levels, that can be something uh, useful to try out. Cool, cool. Well, you mentioned memos. It's your second tip. Yeah, so I'd say um, it, it's very important to have a systematic way to to memorize uh, a cube because um, when starting out, you're going to just like uh, mem- 
well, like memorize a few letters corresponding to a few pieces and then uh, review all of that again so that you don't forget and then move on to the next few pieces and then review everything. And um, that can get very time consuming if you start uh, reviewing like your memorization a lot of times. So um, over time, you'll be able to like get more comfortable with reviewing uh, fewer times and um, putting your blindfold on. Uh, obviously, you'll, you'll get better and better over time just by practicing. So um, like doing a lot of solves is helpful for that. Um, but like eventually you'll get to the point where let's say you go through your entire memorization and then you review it once after doing that. Um, so that, that's called two passing. Pretty much you, you just go, you go through two passes of your uh -huh. memorization. But um, once you're at that point, you'll want to uh, get down to what's called one pass where you don't actually review at all. Like once, once you just yeah. go through everything. So uh, like that comes down to not only doing a lot of solves because well, that like obviously overall, that'll just help with like every aspect of your solving, just just like simply doing the solves, but um, really like uh, as a good transition, uh, one thing you can do is let's say memorize corners and edges, but then uh, review one of the piece types again. So let's say corners, edges, and then look over your corners again, just to make sure you don't forget. That can be um, a pretty useful way to transition into one passing. And um, another thing about that is that um, when you when you try to decrease the amount of passes you do, your accuracy is going to go way down at first because you're naturally just going to forget your memorization a lot more. But um, it, try not to get discouraged by that because the more you practice with a certain memorization system, the uh, the less you're going to forget your memo using that system. So yeah, just trying to kind of work your way down over time with the amount of uh, passes you do it will definitely be beneficial. Yeah. yeah. Well, one thing I will um, ask is, um, do you, because um, obviously um, most people do letter pairs, you know, they have um, two letters and they try and um, consolidate that into one word. Do you have a sort of like a, maybe a spreadsheet of your letter pairs so you know what to um, memorize when you have, say, for instance, CT, what would that be, you know, for you and, uh, so a lot of people do have spreadsheets, but I never actually made a spreadsheet of the letter pairs I use. Um, I kind of just started out using certain ones when I first started out, and most of them have stuck with me ever since. So it can definitely be helpful if you're if you're trying to go through your letter pairs and revise them. I, I do want to get get to that eventually because they're, they're, uh, some of my letter pairs are very similar to one another. And that can definitely be something I can improve upon because if they're too similar, then you're gonna get confused in your memo. And um, so, yeah, it, it can certainly be helpful, but it's not entirely necessary. Got it, got it, got it. Okay, um, right, and uh, your uh, third tip? Uh, yeah, so my third tip is for when you're learning three style, which is the advanced method most people use once they, get to a certain point in blindfolded solving, like maybe under 40 or 50 seconds. But then again, it really depends on the person and kind of like uh, at what point you decide well, when to transition to a more advanced method. But um, the, the very, one of the most important things about learning three style is that the algorithms um, are a certain type of algorithm called commutators where they, um, they, they work in a way that people can intuitively understand and 
when you when you go through learning commutators, it's very, very important that you actually understand how they work so that you're not just memorizing sequences of moves individually, but rather seeing like how all the commutators are connected to each other. And that'll really that'll really narrow down the amount of time you take to not only learn three style, but like get really fast with three style and be able to use commutators in yourself. Because um, once you get to a certain point in blind solving, you might um, want to try, let's say, improvising commutators where, um, let's say, there, there's, an, there's a case you don't know a commutator for. But if you're able to understand uh, how, like, how the uh, commutator for solving a certain case would work, you can kind of think of one on the fly. And that's um, a very helpful skill to have in blind solving. So um, I, I think uh, a general theme of uh, improving in blind solving is wanting to work, work harder, uh, sorry, work smarter, not harder. So like being able to um, like go, go through all these algorithms efficiently and, but also effectively to make sure you're not um, like, to make sure you really have the algorithms down in a way that, that you have a very solid understanding of will, uh, will definitely be very helpful. Yeah. And, and is that how you started off? Did you start off trying to really understand how these algorithms work rather than just sort of just learning them, just learning them like we'd normally learn other algorithms? Yeah, I think something that helped me a lot is um, making sure I understand how commutators work in general before actually going into the specific cases. Uh, because something that many people will find as they uh, go through commutators is that a lot of um commutators build off of a few core cases and if you're able to see like which which uh ones are connected to uh, which of the core cases then you can think about them uh, a lot more efficiently and uh there's kind of a lot less you'll uh, a lot less of new information you'll need to take in if you can see just how how everything uh is related Okay, thanks a lot. So you've given us really three good tips there because you've given one for sort of like the beginners starting out. Then you've given us uh, another tip there for kind of the beginners to intermediate. And then I would say using commutators is probably an advanced uh, method. Would you say that? Uh, yeah, I'd say like uh, it, it can also be seen as like an intermediate um, part of your progression because... Uh, just because you learn commutators doesn't necessarily mean you'll be uh, li like uh, you'll be able to use them effectively. So when you're first starting out, I'd say that's still that that like when, when you first learn uh, commutators, that can kind of be seen as a more intermediate step. But uh, once you start to improve the actual commutators you use over time, then that definitely um, goes more into advanced territory. Right, got it. Okay, because I've just recently learned M2, so obviously I'm still using OP for corners. How would how would I, I mean, I mean, I'm, my, my best time ever uh, is under four minutes. So I'm not even close to where you are. But if over the years or the months, I start getting lower and lower, could could I start integrating uh, freestyle for edges? Yeah, absolutely. Um, just make sure that uh, if you want to do that, you understand how the commutators work before yeah. hop, uh, just like trying to mem memorize all the sequences of moves. Right, got it. Cool. Tommy, thanks very much for coming on to the podcast and providing these valuable tips to the audience. Yeah, no problem. Once again, I appreciate you having me on and uh, I'm glad to be able to talk about uh, Blindfolded. It's definitely something I'm passionate about. So yeah, yeah it's, it's been fun.